A reading from Romans. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there a violation. For this reason it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you of the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist, Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, so numerous shall your descendants be. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. After all who heard, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers, at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you with great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life
Good evening, and welcome to Trinity. And I know I shouldn't be tacky in front of Bishop Williams, but I am going to be tacky and turn to the choir and say that was the liveliest preseason I think I've ever heard. And, and if you could perhaps record that on an app for morning prayer, I won't even need coffee because it just <laughs> sparks right out at you. Um, Hope you'll join us for, for dinner afterwards. Our, our soup is black bean, so come on over to the piazza and join us for a meal. We have a few things happening uh, in the life of Trinity over the coming week. One is, uh, besides church on Sunday, which is always wonderful, we'll also be having uh, the installation service uh, at 4 p.m. It'll be a service of Evensong, and we're course inviting folks from throughout the diocese to come and be a part of it so hopefully more people get to be exposed to this this wonderful service uh, as a part of this moment in the in the life of the cathedral and, and of me so I guess I'm involved too so uh, also we are uh, our nominations are open for leadership roles here at Trinity uh, through next uh, through the end of this week I believe it's through Monday uh, if you or someone you know would be a great person for vestry or cathedral council or to serve as a delegate to convention. Hope you'll consider uh, nominating uh, so that we can uh, together discern where God might be calling us and who God might be raising up uh, as, as leaders for Trinity. This evening we welcome Bishop Williams. Bishop Williams. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Most Roman Catholic supply houses have an interesting kit which you can purchase. According to the packaging, you should purchase this box if you can't sell your house. <laughs> In a small box are four items piece of paper on which is written a prayer, a small spade, directions, and a small statue of St. Joseph. And the directions read, if your house has been on the market too long, dig a hole in your yard, place St. Joseph upside down in the hole, and say this prayer and cover up the statue. The belief is that even standing on his head, St. Joseph can bring about the sale of your house faster than any real estate agent. <laughs> Lynette and I have sold the first house we lived in and it seemed to move along without St. Joseph's intercession. I don't know what the roots of this tradition are, and I wondered what Joseph would say about this practice. Would scripture say anything which would hint that he might have this expertise in the real estate field? I searched in vain because it is well known that even though Joseph is in the 
center of the stories of the Nativity, the Gospels of Matthew and Luke have no words spoken by him. We can only imagine what he might have said in the circumstances and situations in which he found himself. We can only imagine what his words were in his relationship with Mary and the angel Gabriel. Some believed that we can hear in our minds the conversations he had with the innkeeper. We can imagine how he went about teaching Jesus to be a carpenter, which was his own occupation. Like many young people of his time, his marriage was arranged by his parents and the parents of some young girl in the village. And we can assume that all was going well until he discovered that the young woman to which he was promised was pregnant. He wanted to do the right thing, scripture tells us, his thinking process, but not his words, are outlined in Luke. He considered divorcing her. He could have done this without calling attention to the reason. He could have had her publicly disgraced, even stoned to death for her infidelity. His life had taken a difficult and nasty turn. No doubt his reaction would be like ours. God, how can this be? Joseph was a dreamer, like his namesake before him, that patriarchal Joseph. And that Joseph had dreams, as you know, that got him in trouble, with his brothers especially. But the Joseph we are considering this evening had a dream in which God showed him a way out of his affliction. The divine word to him was, do not be afraid or perplexed. Take Mary, whom you love as your wife, Love the child who has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son whom you are to name Jesus, for he will save his people. When, Jesus, when Joseph awoke, he did as he understood God's revelation to him and took Mary, his wife, and Jesus to Jerusalem to give birth. When he learned that King Herod had issued an edict to destroy all the children under two years old who were born in Bethlehem, he took his small family down into Egypt, stayed there until Herod had died. And since it was now safe to do so, he returned to Galilee and made a home in the town of Nazareth where Jesus 
grew up. No more is known about Joseph until the story that you heard as a second lesson today. When he and Mary went to, had gone to Jerusalem and Jesus got lost in the crowd and they went searching for him and they found him among the teachers. After that, Joseph disappears from the life of Jesus and from scripture. There's a Joseph verse that reads in our hymnal, all praise, O God, for Joseph, the guardian of your son, who saved him from King Herod when safety there was none. He taught the trade of builder when they to Nazareth came, and Joseph's love made father to be for Christ, God's name. Interestingly, as central as a figure Joseph was at the nativity, in over almost 40 carols and hymns in our hymnal, Joseph is mentioned only in three of them. We remember most of us in the snow lay on the ground, that verse, Saint Joseph too was by to tend the child, to guard him and protect his mother, mild. We really don't know what he looked like. Artists down through the ages have described him, painted him as a bearded man who looked more like a grandfather figure than a young man, probably the age of Mary. One 19th century African-American artist, Henry Ozawa Tana, was so fascinated with the person of Joseph that he painted 85 different renditions of the Holy Family as they flew down to Egypt. One of those paintings was purchased two years ago by the Allen Museum in Oberlin. In the Roman Catholic Church, Joseph is honored as the patron saint of the whole church, the universal church. And his name has been officially added to all the canons of masses celebrated in that church. In our own Episcopal Church, of course, we celebrate March 19. In October 23rd, we celebrate the feast of the brother of Jesus, Joseph's son, on October 23. In these days, when our country separates children and fathers and mothers, immigrant families who arrive on our southwest border, we are especially grateful, I think, for the witness of Joseph who was an earthly father who established a stable family life in which Jesus was formed. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he began with the words, Our Father, 
Who but Joseph taught Jesus what a loving father was like? But perhaps for all of us sitting here tonight, each of us can learn what is an important lesson from this man we call St. Joseph. I said earlier that no words from his mouth were written down for us to ponder. But he seemed to order his life so that when God gave guidance, he was ready to hear. He was ready to lean into God's way to follow God's plan for his life. Perhaps he heard Mary's own consent to God, be it to me according to your word. So I think a question that we can take away from this evening's service, how do we go about clearing in our day-to-day -day lives a space to hear and be more and more ready to clearly hear what God has in store for each of us. Amen.
Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous and all for your love's sake. Amen. Amen. Together, let us say the pr third prayer on page three. Lord, it is night. The night is for stillness. Let us be still in the presence of God. It is night after a long day. What has been done has been done. What has not been done has not been done. Let it be. The night is dark. Let our fears of the darkness of the world and of our own lives rest in you. The night is quiet. Let the quietness of your peace enfold us, all dear to us, and all who have no peace. The night heralds the dawn. Let us look expectantly to a new day, new joys, new possibilities. In your name we pray. Amen. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you and your loved ones now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.